0: Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Campus Rush Podcast. We know that this episode today is going to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carlton University, around the world, at Campus Rush. ...this room forever. Who is this King of glory but the Lord strong and mighty? If you believe God is going to transform your life tonight, just lift up one more shout in faith for what it's going to do. Come on. Oh, come on a little harder. Hallelujah. Really quickly, before we take our seats, our bishop is here. Can we just honor the leadership? This amazing man of God, we honor you. We thank you for who you are and what you've done in the earth. I salute you. Um, Let's give it up for the awesome leaders. Listen, the... The apostolic assignment on this thing is very real, and uh, I want you to acknowledge the grace, the prayers, uh, the study, uh, the awesome leaders of this movement. Can you just put your hands together again for Pastor Kofi? Love you, sir. Uh, You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Um, It is good to be here. I'm excited to share. Uh, what I feel like God is saying and what I feel like God is doing. So hello to all of you from around the world and everywhere else. And uh, I'm always grateful that you would invite little old me uh, to be a part of what you're doing tonight. Well, the Lord has put a decree in my mouth and uh, I'm going to take us to a very familiar setting in the scriptures but uh, God has opened my eyes to see something differently in this, which I believe is the mandate, and it's going to be uh, the anointing on this movement for what's next. Get ready. Um, I, I feel like God's about to allow, this is the grace of my life, it's going to get it's going to double quicker there's going to be so much more and so there's just a strong grace uh, to replicate this and there's a strong need for it right now so i want to take you to matthew the fourth chapter let's go there real quick and uh, i'm going to give you or read the 11th verse 11 verses and then we're going to preach a little bit and we'll see what the lord does there anybody in the room is an iphone user are there any et in the room? Anybody? Else? I don't know how you could be under this anointing with an android. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Matthew 4 and 1. Then was Jesus led up into the spirit, led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. I want to read it again just so you see the three components of Matthew 4 and 1. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That's going to be very key that you remember. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward in hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle and a temple in the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up. Lest any time, at any time, you dash your foot against the stone. Verse 7 says, And Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 8 says, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Verse 10. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Here is our conclude. It's verse 11. is where we're getting our thought from. Then the devil leaveth him. I believe some of you tonight are about to have something leave your life forever. (laughs) Then the devil leaveth him and... The angels came and ministered unto him. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of this message is going to be Afterwards. Afterwards, We're going to look at this. I believe that one of the things the Lord is doing in the earth right now, especially in movements like this and in other movements around America, is he's clarifying the routes, the paths, the ways to authority, the routes and the paths and the ways to the anointing. And I so enjoy studying the life of Jesus Christ as he gives us an example of the dealings of God upon a man. And uh, in Matthew 4, verse 1, our text opens up. With such rich wisdom, it's so dense that you have to really look at it. But if we explore that Matthew 4, 1 reveals that wherever we're about to learn or the scene or the setting we're about to see contains three factors, three people. Number one, it contains Jesus and it contains Jesus being led, number two, of the spirit and then Jesus is being led of the spirit in front of the enemy. So it says that Jesus was led up to a mountain or in the wilderness and he was led by the spirit and he was led by the spirit in front of the tempter which shows us that this is something that we've got to examine as we're looking at this and that is the role of temptation when it comes to the anointing and the role of temptation when it comes to authority. Now, the good news is this. I believe that if we're examining this, many of you are probably in a season of this in your own life. What you've got to realize first is you have to qualify to be tempted. Everyone does not qualify for temptation. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoy this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become I'm a global partner Lord, or to God partner God with Jesus, us in, in giving out of this setting, we're watching that. This is how every man that's on their way to new authority will be tempted. Now, Paul tells us that I'll be first Corinthians chapter 10: No temptation has taken you except that was common to man, but God will give you grace to bear it and will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. Now, temptation temptation. temptation is not seduction and so when you're looking at the role of temptation we're looking at something that happens in your environment that allows you to explore your desire scream yes now sometimes it's possible for you to be in a certain season of life if we're looking at this prophetically Jesus was 30 years old about this time but something needed to happen to route out anything that was existing in the realm of desire because whenever you are on your way to your destiny the reason you were born the easiest way for the enemy to deceive you is through the realm of your desire say yes and so God likes for environment to happen around you to see what still appeals in you. In your destiny, your desires have to be submitted to God. But the way it works with the soul is we are not always aware about the true nature of our desire. It takes for us to have like a wilderness environment for us to be confronted at the realm of the appetite. And so we watch this now because this is very critical as Jesus has had just got done obeying the father say yes So part of what that means is that you may be tempted not in a bad season or not after a season of attack. You're probably going to experience a level of temptation after your last obedience. I'm going to say that again. What follows your last obedience is a brand new confrontation with yourself and your adversary. Because what the enemy knows is your greatest warfare weapon is not just binding and loosing But what puts parameters around the powers of hell is the obedience of a man. When a man or a woman or a generation obeys God, that is the greatest warfare weapon you can have. Which is why it was an assault to the kingdom of darkness for Jesus to be made, watch this, in the likeness of a man to come down and submit himself to be baptized into a current order. Because the Bible says when he was baptized by John the Baptist, he said he was Only doing it that all righteousness would be fulfilled. So not only was he being obedient, he was demonstrating that although he was God and was going to be given all power in the earth realm, there is a level of submission that makes you safe in battle. There is a level of submission that puts you in a no-death zone. So when Jesus comes out of the water, we see something now: the leadership of the Holy Ghost. He comes out of the water. He is freshly wet. And here comes the Bible says in Matthew 4.1, the Spirit of God leading him to a wilderness. The Spirit of God leading him to an academic environment. Scream yes! Where Jesus would now have the opportunity to fight his foe face to face. It was a win-win situation. All Jesus was doing was following the leadership of God which says to me this, when you are being tempted, it is one of the ways where your ability to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit is seen and there is a leadership realm of God the leadership realm of the Holy Spirit now many of us know him as healer as savior as follower a father but there is a leader the Bible says when the spirit of truth John 16 has come the first ministry that Jesus said about the Holy Ghost was that he would lead you and so if we look at Matthew before, one of the things that God was making sure was intact is the capacity to follow, which means that if you're being tempted, the first realm that it's going to hit is your follow. Lift your hands. May this season in your life uh, be a season of reckless following that as the Spirit of God uh, is leading you into your destiny uh, and into your potential, uh, you're not finding it on your own. You're finding it as you follow, and you're going to follow the Spirit. Spirit of God recklessly, ruthlessly, without apology. You're following him to the future, following him into wealth, following him into understanding, following him into wisdom. You're going to follow him until your family line is changed and every curse is broken and every gift within you is stirred. Scream the word, follow. follow. Come on, say it again. Say Follow. The future is for those that know to follow and the future is for those that have the ability to follow. You don't know where you're going in life and purpose. So therefore, it's not about how much you know. It's about how well you can follow. And the enemy loves to intimidate people about what they don't know about the future. But the future is a spirit. It's created by the Holy Ghost. And as long as we have the right relationship with the Holy Ghost, I don't know about you, but one of the things i cherish the most is the precious spirit of god i'm in a season in my life where i'm learning my best friend is the holy ghost and when you got a best friend that knows everything about everybody all the time you cannot lose can i challenge you i dare you to get close to the holy ghost I feel like preaching in here. I said, I dare you to get close to the Holy Ghost. This is not the season in your life for you to just use him to speak in unknown tongues. You got to partner with him for everything you do. And not only do we have to partner with him, I dare you to be filled with him again. Glory. Paul said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is how you're going to get here. Jesus was led by the Spirit. So now we're looking at Jesus as a 30-year-old man. Pay attention. A 30-year-old man who is led by the Spirit of God into an unfamiliar place. Uh, but it was not familiar to Jesus. Pay attention. But it was familiar to Israel. Look at these three characters now. You've got Jesus, uh, you've got the Spirit of God, and you've got the adversary. You've got the opponent. Now what we're looking at is the historic context of why the wilderness was was appropriate now this is going to cause a a brand new oil to come upon you remember the bible said that israel died in the wilderness there was a generation uh, that could not stop complaining and nagging Uh, they went back and forth with their idols and back and forth with their curses and back and forth with their bondages and back and forth with their fetishes back and forth with the armies that defied the lord god and the bible said god told moses i'm going to allow an entire generation to die in the wilderness as a matter of fact at the close of the Old Testament we see where they are in the wilderness and then we move to another guy who's cracking it open by the name of John the Baptist so now we're seeing that when you're in a time of temptation it could be that the Lord is preparing you listen to stand on the defeat of the last generation I've got to repeat that Jesus showed up in the place where Israel was defeated because through this test God was going to handle unfinished business listen your destiny did not start with you can I prophesy your destiny started with whoever the devil killed before you you are the repercussion of heaven against something that the enemy tried to do before you it's time for some unfinished business when you touch three people say we got work to do we got work to do oh yes, what's on me is not new, oh yes, what's on my life is old, it just has a very new approach, I've been sent to a generation and my stage is the defeat of the last one, do you believe you're not going to inherit the same curses the same wars Israel may have died in the wilderness, but I've come to the wilderness to eat and I'm going to munch on what was marching on the people of God in your face, shout hallelujah. So now we see that the scene, pay attention, the stage, the setting was a place of defeat. And so Jesus is showing up in the defeats of history. This is what every calling does. It does not appear in the victory of history. It shows up in the decline of history, in the crisis of history. If you conceptualize this, you'll say yes to your calling a lot faster. You are not just here to help people. You are not just here to aid people you are literally the act of God against the enemy's last theft you are the act of God you were born as the repercussion Jeremiah said with you I'll smash the nations in pieces this is why you got to treat yourself a little better than what you do you are like a heavy artillery and the only reason you're in this wilderness is because God will not allow the devil to have a victory against anybody I has somebody in here that remembers that Satan still got a boss and he's not working unless God's allowing him to we serve the sovereign God and one of the things a sovereign God does is send small people to fight big devils and he's doing it in the wilderness shout hallelujah oh yes so there's a leadership of the spirit There is a conversation with the adversary which shows us the next level. Can I preach this if I want to? Every man and woman that's on an assignment from God knows that the enemy loves to play mind games. He knows that there's going to be the greater temptation. It's not just going to be money and sex and drugs. One of the areas of warfare you're going to have to prepare for is what the enemy says to you. Remember the last thing that God said to Jesus was this is my beloved son and the way it works in the universe pay attention is that when Adonai speaks there is not a thing under the heaven that can't hear him when Adonai speaks Jupiter has to listen the stars have to listen constellations have to listen the sun and the moon has to listen watch this God said rise one time to the sun and it's been obeying God for centuries ever since. He never had to tell the sun and the moon anything twice. They all heard him. Now if that makes sense, it means that when God said over Jesus, this is my announcement of him. This is my son. Watch this before he does anything. This is my son before he performs a miracle for you. This is my son before he heals a blind eye. I'm affirming him now because I don't want him to perform for me. I want him to obey me. And if I Endorse him now, he's going to obey me. So, here's now we got the sun heard it, the moon heard it. So, if everything hears it, don't you know that the adversary heard the announcement? I said, The adversary heard the announcement. Don't act like he's ignoring what God said about you. This is why the enemy is always coming after you in the form of backlash. He heard the announcement. I love God so much because he loves me so much that he didn't whisper about me he opened up his mouth and said yeah he's broken but he's mine yes he's crazy but he's mine yes she come from this and that but she's mine and when God when God said that when God said that, the Spirit of God leads Jesus up. We're now in Matthew 4, 1. And what does the tempter say? Pay attention. If you be, if you be, he literally challenges the very last thing God said. Pay attention. God said, this is my son, and I'm well pleased. A couple of feet later, the adversary comes and says, if you are the son of God. Now, what am I showing you? When you are in a wilderness spot, uh, the basis of the attack in your mind. uh, is the last thing God said to you. Uh, You can know that the enemy is real nervous uh, that you're really going to grab a hold of what God said. Uh, If you grab a hold of what God said, uh, then you're going to respond like Jesus. Man does not live uh, by bread alone. Uh, In other words, life for me is in the mouth of God. Uh, I dare you to get control over your thinking again. Uh, Those of you that the devil has been convincing you uh, about what you not uh, and what you did and what you need. Life for me is in God's mouth and because I'm in God's mouth the devil can't stop my identity. I've got a world. I feel like preaching in here. There's a word over you. There is a word over you. There is a word over you. That's the only reason you have a birthday. Can I preach like I want to? Nobody has a birthday if they don't have a word already. Even if you've never had a prophecy, your greatest prophetic word is your name. You've got to realize that there is a word over you. The devil devil is not just after your personality and after your looks. He don't want the word over you to come to pass but help me preach real quick throw your head back and just say it's too late now now. come on open your mouth say "It's it's too late now let me show you why this works in my text if you've ever felt like what you were called to do was too big, like the odds were against you, like folk were teaming up against you, like you had more enemies than you had intercessors, or more foes and friends, realize that when you were in the loins of your father, you were just one spermatosis cell against 62 million, which means that the only reason you made it is because you were the one that had a word attached to it. That means the worst of your battles is over. The worst of your stuff is over. All you had to do is get here and the rest was up to God. So Jesus responds, pay attention. And he responds adequately, not in opinion. Because when you are tempted at the realm of your desire, eat this stone, uh, jump off this mountain, or take this bride to the top, you must respond with the word of God. Because there's going to come a season in your life when you're going to be tempted to respond in emotion. Say yes. What the devil wants you to do is say things emotionally. He wants you to make contracts with your soul by cursing your life uh, or cursing your season uh, or cursing your process uh, or cursing your pace uh, this is why whenever you feel like uh, the enemy is coming upon you uh, man to man uh, or a uh, demon to woman uh, and he's coming up upon you to try to reorientate your desires uh, it don't matter how you feel uh, you got to have enough of the word of God in you uh, because the enemy is not fighting by your value uh, and he's not fighting from your shouting your dance uh, it's the word of God that is the parameter against the devil I believe we need to go back to remembering scriptures because everything you have in your life there is an answer for the word of God about it there is an answer for poverty an answer for sickness there's an answer for perversion there's an answer for deliverance you've got to have the word of God in you to combat all the lies of the enemy in your mind now we go through three levels of this He attempts him at the appetite. What do you want? What do you want? In seasons of temptation, what the Lord is going to examine is your motive will you eat this if you're hungry enough will you take something that wasn't meant to be eaten and convert it it was trying to appeal to his appetite all success all agreement all movement is born in the realm of the appetite we have a generation that serves their belly it means that they pursue whatever is in the realm of their desire that was the first area of temptation the second area of temptation beyond the appetite was what he believed about being taken to the top let me give you some prophetic wisdom all promotion all seeming elevations is not always God what this reveals is one of the tactics of your adversary pay attention is going to try to give you a level of elevation that's beyond your foundation oh yeah I'm working in here one of the attacks of the enemy on you is to try to take you higher before you learn how to get deep now the reason why this is important is because Jesus was already the king of kings. And the book of Revelation says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Watch this. But that came after the death on the cross. So what the adversary was trying to do was give Jesus what Jesus was going to already have before it was time. He tried to offer him a premature arrival at the real reason he was doing. Can I I preach to you real quick. Don't let the devil take your process. He was trying to tempt Jesus by giving Jesus what was going to belong to Jesus in another season. And there may be some things in your life that are destined for the coming days. Destined for the future. Destined for you in 10 years. And what the adversary is going to do if he can't get you at the appetite level he'll try to give you your future prematurely. But there is a reason God's got that Thing in their future he's trying to grow you at the rate of the pressure he's trying to molecularly hey 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 psychologically emotionally spiritually enhance you and upgrade you for where you're going it is okay to not be ready but it's dangerous to go there premature I don't know about you. Come on, help me preach to somebody. Tell them I don't want it premature. Come on, tell somebody else, I don't want it premature. If I don't have the stewardship for that thing, if I don't have the responsibility yet, if I don't have the language of the world I'm going to, I love the Lord so much, I'll wait on what he wants. And I'm not going to allow my adversary to bribe me into having my promise without a process. It is my process that qualifies me for my promise. It is my process that readies me for my promise the promise is there and the devil can't touch the promise but he can try to offer you an alternate process yeah. then so he takes them to the top and he tempts him at the top and then finally he gives the worship temptation I'm almost at my point he, he, he tries to see if Jesus can manage at the manhood level being successful and submitted we're in a generation where it's very seldom that men can maintain within them success and submission. Normally, they let one go at the expense of the other. But the only success that's safe is submitted success. I'm going to say it again. The only success that's safe is submitted success. Now, you may be wondering, because we have a culture that worships success, well, what do you mean good success? The Bible said in Joshua 1, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you're going to meditate therein good day and night, and in it, you will have good success. So if there is a such thing as good success... There has to be a such thing as bad success and a bad success, listen to me, is one that makes you lose your soul. I feel like preaching in here real good. The Bible said, what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? I don't care how good it looks, I'm not going to lose my soul. I don't care how big it is, I'm not going to lose my soul. I'm not gonna be rich and tormented. I'm not gonna be famous and broken. I'm going to bring my soul up uh, to the level of my assignment uh, so that I can go from glory to glory and from strength to strength uh, because of what's on my life. Now, now we see something very important. In verse 11, the resistance power of Jesus has rebuked the powers of hell. He has developed an internal fortitude, a strength. That made the enemy flee from him. There's only one thing that the Bible says makes the devil one, and it's submission. Everything else, you have to rebuke, you have to bind, and we do that. But submission makes him run. James 4, submit to God, resist the devil, then he flees. Your submission is so powerful that he steps into a zone where submission is and has no authority there. He has no influence there around submission. So now we see that this is true to this text because the devil leaveth Jesus after he found that there was no enroll there. But now we get to the point I want to make. This is my decree. I want to know what happened after the temptation. He came. He tempted Jesus. Do you want this? Do you want that? Will you do it this way? It did not work. What I love about this is that we read it so fast, we didn't see a promotion. The promotion is in verse 11. Because there was now an exchange of invisible help. One spirit left and then ministering spirits came one tormentor left and then the angelic aids and assistants arrived. My assignment tonight is not just to celebrate you but the Lord told me to come and tell you the angels are coming. You are about to receive celestial help that's not from the world. It's not just going to be a bodyguard or a social media creator. You are about to receive a brand new release of the angels of God ministering Spirits are on the way. If you believe it, say yes. Afterwards, 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 the angels came. I don't know about you, but I could use a brand new regime of the angels of God. Ah, I don't know about you but the things that the Lord has shown me that's on the other side of this I know I am in need of a greater relationship with the angelic escorts and the angelic advocates, the angelic beings of God. Now this is a strong mystery because we still know very little about angels but if you are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost you legitimately have a whole army of them. Watch what Jesus said. Jesus said on right before he got on the cross if i wanted to i could call a legion of angels down here get ready campus rush ah god is about to release a brand new revelation of the angelic and you're no longer gonna be fighting on the earth ram but there is a release of militant angels that are pushing this thing to the future angels angels angels, angels everywhere these are not baby cherubs in diapers these are militant men who move at the sound of the word of God what I love about the angels of God is that the Bible said they respond to his word so now we know why they were here Jesus only responded what? with the word and you cannot call on the word of God and the angels of God are not there wherever the word is there are angels because that's how they receive their instructions if you want the angels of god assigned to your life to do something different stop complaining stop texting stop tweeting stop posting and put a it is written in your mouth when you put a it is written in your mouth all of a sudden stuff starts to move moons move over worlds move over and the angels come to find the word of god they literally look out from God's throne like I heard his word Woo! wherever there is a praying mother who's declaring the word of God over the son the angels are not sitting there immobile they legally have to move when the word of God is prayed when the word of God is decreed when the word of God is written an angel somewhere from around about the throne of God is moving and levels uh, over the word of God over your life. Now what we know about angels uh, is that they were divided into three categories. Pay attention. uh, The angels of God in heaven before the fall uh, were divided into three categories. uh, And from what we know historically, there were three archangels, uh, or that's a biblical term for angels that oversee other angels. uh, And the Bible says that there was one uh, whose name was Michael. Uh, Michael was an archangel of God. Uh, His whole job was the wars of God whenever the saints of God were in duress whenever the saints of God needed assistance whenever the saints of God needed a host the biblical word for host is army then Michael's department would dispatch the level of angel necessary for the war if you don't believe me look at what happened to Daniel the Bible said that Daniel started to pray and something got in the way of the answer of that prayer something withstood him there was an opponent in the second heavens that tried to stop the answer from coming but the bible said that michael was dispatched and waged war against whatever was resisting the revelation so we know that when you're praying if something is stopping it once you start to pray the word of god the angel is released that's michael then you got the angel gabriel we find out a lot about gabriel in the new testament he came in the earth and lingered for several months and the bible says he showed up to a virgin by the name of Mary. God I love your word. And he went to Mary and made an announcement over her. Because Gabriel is not just a messenger angel. He's the angel of the words of God. The books of God. He was privy to information that had not hit the earth yet. In other words he was aware that God was going to come down in the form of a virgin. So he showed up to an unqualified girl in the middle of the ghetto. And he made a divine announcement over her. He said I've heard from the mouth of Yahweh that God's going to do the opposite with you. I know you don't know a man but in the coming days you're going to have your own personal Pentecost. I'm going to allow something to happen to you before it happens in the upper room. She said, well, how is that going to happen? Very easy. The Spirit of God is going to come upon you and the thing that's conceived in you shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. That was Gabriel's announcement. Then he goes. Goes over a couple of towns and he finds an old woman by the name of Elizabeth and Elizabeth is old with age and he makes the same exact announcement in another city which means that one of the things that the messenger angels do not only do they bring awareness and revelation and information and insight and understanding and prophecies and warnings and predictions. Not only do they do that but they connect you. God I love your word. There are angels whose home job is to use what they know about your destiny and to go to another city. Knock on the door of Elizabeth and say there's a partner in the other nation. Get ready. Your partners are coming. The angels are going to find somebody whose baby is going to leap in another city. He connected them. The angel came and connected them. The angel came and connected them. But those are two realms of the angels, and there is a third. There is a third. That third place God moves in threes. He is God the Father. He is God the Son. He is God the Holy Ghost. There is an outer court. God, I praise you. There is an inner court and there is a holy place. You are a spirit with a soul and a body. So three is a number of divine order in the spirit world. Whenever something is moving in order in the spirit, it's going to manifest in threes. So there had to be a different realm or a different type of angel. This was the angel of the glory of God. This was the cover cherub. His literal name was Lucifer and he was so beautiful. The Bible said in the book of Ezekiel that on the day he was made, God made music to inform the other angels of where he was going. Pay attention, which is why Satan loves moving music. It was created as a birthday present for him. He was the one that was around the throne of God covering the presence of God, which means that God loves good music. He loves to hear stuff from around the throne of God but all of a sudden in Lucifer's arrogance and in Lucifer's ego he goes around the alleys of heaven and he recruits one-third of the angels they revolt and they end up on hell in earth now pay attention it was never just a battle between God and Lucifer that would make them equals it's always been Lucifer against the human race he is no match for the most high so when he got down here all of a sudden in the book of Genesis, we opened up with God playing with some dirt. Hey, and He's playing with some dirt, and all of a sudden, we got a guest over there. He must have been there watching the Elohim get dirty stuff. See, this is the New Testament in the Old Testament. God has always played with dirt, He's always made dirty stuff clean, He's always blown His spirit in the dirt, and He gave the dirt dominion over the devil. See, it's what's dirty about you that gives you dominion over the devil. It's the fact that you were dirty that gives you dominion over darkness. Now, he fell. He's in the earth. Heaven is like, we have an opening, we have a void. We still have Gabriel here. We still have Michael here. Who's now going to be responsible for the glory? Who's now going to be responsible for covering and for resembling what's going on around the throne? And we don't know exactly what happened until we open up the mystery of redemption. To find that you 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 have to be the replacement here's how we know it he sinned got kicked out in the mystery of redemption you sin and you get lifted up so this is the whole of our warfare. Lucifer is envious because it 's Christ in you that is the hope of glory you took his job and he's mad about it. I wish I had somebody that know I am the Repercussion, I'm the repercussion, I'm the repercussion. Shout hallelujah. Afterwards, 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 after you manage, every man, every man, every man, every man will be tempted. So that means you have to qualify. And the devil does not tempt those he owns. If you're in here and you're not under some temptation, I would evaluate whose team you're really on. If you are already a captive, he doesn't have to tempt you. But those of us that threaten him, woo, those of us that make him nervous, those of us that were born as a repercussion, we know that after this, the angels are... After this, I'm coming out of the wilderness, anointed with the Spirit's power, and the devil somewhere is in trouble. Look at somebody say, "I'm the repercussion." I'm the repercussion. Tell somebody, "I am the consequence." I am the consequence. This is your Cairo season. You are in this where you're going to be confronted with God's word at your core, not at your intellect. Not at your resume, not at your appearance, at your core. Don't hide it from God. Open up to him. He will not allow your adversary to devour you. But after that, there is a brand new release of angels. In Luke's account of this, we see that the Bible says, And Jesus came out of the wilderness full of the Spirit's power. In other words, these angels came because it was coming a new assignment. After obedience, there is temptation. After you pass temptation, there is a new assignment. You don't know everything God is calling you to do something new is about to be announced over you something you've never considered you've never dreamed you've never envisioned you don't have the bandwidth to imagine it but if you go through this season well there is a release of a new assignment coming upon your life can we get crazy for a minute i want you to throw them hands up and begin to pray in the holy ghost as loud as you can come on i want to hear it sound like the upper room come on come on come on come on pray come on i want to hear you New assignments. Come on. Yeah. Balanabadi na babia andala ma sabr da tale vekea edosh badiagi ni sekepepeme limre donè gondale ki mantanda la nas yale darie di madian pala yaritavi e bedes ie beska batata ie riandandu runde le ya del ie gunde Come on, wax strong, wax strong, wax strong in your inner man. The angels are coming. Come on, in your inner man, in your inner man, in your inner man, in your inner man, man. wax strong, wax strong, wax strong, wax strong, come on waxing stronger come on be strong come on hold on come on put your hand on your brother's shoulder put your hand on somebody we're pressing into this we're pressing into this you will not be defeated in this season of temptation you will not be overwhelmed come on I want you to real quick begin to intercede we want new assignments in here come on let it sound like the upper room come on lift those prayers up Begin to intercede right now. Something's breaking in here. Uh, oh, The tempter will not have my brother. The tempter will not devour my sister. You will not be sifted. You will not be sifted. You are protected. I declare divine protection over you. The angels of God are moving at lightning speed. The the angels of God are moving. The word of God moving. Your adversary will not swallow you. Your adversary will not break you. Your adversary will not gain speed. Your adversary will not torment you. Your adversary will not separate you. Your adversary will not slow you down. Your adversary will not break your promise and I declare over you now my brother is waxing strong my sister is waxing strong and after this there is a new assignment after this uh, there are new angels after this uh, there is a greater anointing after this uh, there is brand new authority it is so in the name of Jesus let that hand go throw them hands up and give God a shout of victory Oh come on. A shout. A shout. New assignments. Uh come on just worship him for a minute will you? Come on worship him a minute. Something's happening. Afterwards. Afterwards the angels come. Come on worship him. Uh, there is there is a brand new release of the wisdom of God I feel the spirit of wisdom stirring in this room come on just worship Him worship Him worship Him come on worship Him worship Him many of you many of you saw yourself In this text, ah, you saw yourself in this text where it seems like the enemy is moving, appealing at every level of you, at your core, and you're in need of strength, the spirit of wisdom. And I also feel in the spirit that very many of you are on the brink of decisions that will bring breakthrough in your life. How do you know decisions have the power to bring breakthrough? One of the warfare weapons of the spirit is decidedness. What the enemy wants to do is bring indecisiveness, double-mindedness upon a whole generation. But there is a new decidedness being born in this movement. And there's going to be the anointing to move a generation out of double-mindedness and double-thinking into a concentrated gaze at the things of God yeah ha 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 a concentrated gaze at the spirit of god and what the lord is doing if you are in here and you wrestle with double-mindedness indecision flood this altar right now something's happening come on flood it flood it flood it come up here now and come up and throw them hands up you wrestle with double-mindedness come get a mic come on you wrestle with double-minded come on god is looking for some decision come on come in passion come in passion come hungry God's going to deliver you tonight from the power of double-mindedness. Come on, lift those hands up as high as you can. We're going to ask the Lord to do a thing in us for double-mindedness. The the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, and the enemy wants you to be unstable because of the force of double-mindedness. Come on, just lift those hands to the Lord. Many of you are going to get a breakthrough today so that you can make clear decisions. Come on, lift those hands. Move Holy Spirit of God. holy spirit of god come on just lift those hands and surrender to him i wonder who's desperate tonight for a focus who's desperate tonight for an aim I'm gonna pray for you. Just throw those hands up, Father, in the name of Jesus. I declare that no mind under the sound of my voice is under duress by the powers of darkness. I declare that no mind, no brain is a door to the forces of hell. I declare that no thinking, no psychological assault will work again. In the name of Jesus, I loose and decree the word of God to your mind. I loose and decree the fire of God to your mind. And I command all powers of darkness, all powers of confusion, all powers of assault, all powers of Inconsistency, all powers of witchcraft, all powers of word curses operating against your mind, I loose and sever you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command every tie, every cord, everything binding you in the realm of your thinking, you tormenting spirit, I curse you in the name of Jesus. I loose the fire of the word of God against you. You will not harass, you will not haunt. You will not ruin the sleep, the rest, the thinking of any of these people at this altar. In the name of Jesus, I loose the word of God to your cerebral self. And I command the forces of darkness to come out of your meditation. The forces of darkness to come out of your concentration. The forces of darkness to break its hold and authority over you. In the name of Jesus, you spirit of night terror and night torment. That's got them manifesting restlessness, disturbance, and disease in their sleep. All oh, screeching owls, the forces of God hell that operate by night to ruin you and disturb you. I declare the fire of the word of God against every assault of the devil operating in your head. Now in Jesus' name, I say you have the mind of Christ, you have the mind of Christ you have the mind requires it is a renewed mind it is a focused mind it is a concentrated mind and now the power the wisdom the boldness to make decisions is moving in my mind the lord of hosts is standing up in how i think and how i meditate and how i concentrate in the sovereign name of jesus the mind is healed because of the mind regulator Come on, if you believe that by faith, lift up a victorious shout. Oh, I can't hear you. Come on, lift up some crazy. Just sitting there a little while. I feel like God is doing so much in the realm of word curses. When you, a word curse is like a contract. When it comes from gatekeepers, mothers, fathers, pastors, teachers. sometimes when a person is in a position of authority and they say things out of their mouth against you. It's almost like a contract of the enemy. Brings your heart and soul under bondage. And then if it hurts you, if it comes from a mom or dad or grandmother, you replay it and you meditate on it. The danger of that is, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Some of you have thought yourself into the authority of a curse. You've meditated yourself by rehearsing and replaying what people have said and what people have done. How many of you know the Lord God can break the authority of word curses? Come on, let me hear you. I say, how many, woo! How many of you know the Lord God can break the authority of word curses? And there's some of you at this altar that have very marked moments in your head of when an authority figure, a pastor, someone wounded you in your soul with a curse maybe even if it was a lie or some attack or antagonization against your character that has effects on the soul and if you don't allow the Lord to pull the roots of that out of your meditation you will begin to notice your joy depletes you'll notice your decision making ability depletes so right now I just want to pray for that I feel like God is uh delivering a lot of you out of the curse and some of you are wrestling with word curses from people that aren't even alive anymore like deceased relatives it's like they're in the grave but their words are still lingering in your head or the things that they said just lift your hands if you feel like any of that is for you um if, if, if that's applicable to you just put, put them hands up there i just want god to move my fight come on don't be embarrassed whatever it is whatever they have called you whatever was stated against you and you've been wrestling with it first of all you've got to forgive you've got to forgive and then that'll break the power of it the authority of it will be broken father in jesus name As the hearts of these people are lifted, I'm asking that you would sovereignly by your power break the effects of every word curse. Lift your hands, the fire of God is going to come upon you. Break the effects of every word curse. Break the effects, break the repetition of it, break the authority of it in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Every word curse from mom, from dad, from leaders, from workers, from friends, from colleagues every word curse even for those of you that have cursed yourself you put word curses on yourself by saying I'm stupid nobody will ever love me I'm a failure in the name of Jesus I release the fire of God on every lingering word curse against your destiny every lingering word curse operating in your physical body every lingering assault and word curse operating against you now the fire of God the fire of God the fire of God in Jesus name now be healed be delivered and be made free right now I said be healed be delivered and be made free I said be healed be delivered and be made free in the name of Jesus Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.